When the sun comes shining. We are spiritually and culturally connected to uh, this land. It's like the hair on your head. You pull one hair, you're not going to miss it. And I was scrolling. In every generation, you will always face somebody who represents greed. $150 trillion in mineral value locked up in federally controlled lands. And the dust clouds rolling. If the case can't be made to protect this place, how can you expect to protect anything? People will say, oh, the public land belongs to all the people. Belongs to all the people, I'd like them to tell me which part is mine because I want to sell it. The preponderance of the evidence that I have discovered. The uh, mine is right in front of me. Gotcha. There's an enormous well-heeled movement to take lands away from the American people to make vast sums of money for somebody and change our country forever. Representatives of Utah have taken upon themselves to declare war upon us, the Native American tribes. I'd drill in a cemetery if there was oil there. Our public land is not for sale and it's not going anywhere. Don Young does not represent the Gwich'in in our voice. I represent might, the last You might have to represent the Gwich'in. The largest rollback of federal land protection in U.S. The history. Over public the land. They really only really want You people are enemies, and we're going to get your asses, and we know what you're up to, and we're coming for you. There's a lot more people waking up now. We're taking a stand, and we're taking back our home. So ready for the fight, because we're not going to give up. This land that is ours together is a great land. Enjoy new chances for recreational use. To preserve places like this, we must bring to our work a new spirit of respect and cooperation. Without regard to party, to protect them for all of us and for our children. But what's at stake is this enormous common wealth, the American system of public lands. And I don't say we have the right to it. That's not it. You have the right to whatever you're willing to fight for. This land was made Hey, Jeffrey. How are you, sir? Thanks. Good. For How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, it's an epic background you got there. You like that? Bears Ears, yeah. Utah, huh? That's right. <laughs> You know, this, uh, I don't even know where to begin with you with this documentary. It's so explosive. You know, I guess perspective is the best way to start. 640 million acres set aside for Americans to enjoy for over a century. But there's an immediate threat to our public lands. And most Americans are oblivious. I had no idea this was going on. Yeah, you know, it's it's actually really interesting. That was kind of our um, our biggest challenge was that all of, this, all of this is happening in plain sight, but there's so many different things that are going on simultaneously and often in very boring formats in terms of like, you know, legal briefs and courtroom decisions and stuff like that and kind of backroom dealings that it's not, the, the actual conflict of it is not very visual, you know, and doesn't super lend itself to the documentary format. But we knew we wanted to be able to show these public lands because, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of the point of it to, to let people understand what's at stake here, um, but also kind of get at these conflicts as well. Uh, as well but it, yeah i mean like kind of what the politicians and those who would take the public lands for themselves um are counting on is us being ignorant 
you know, because, because it does enjoy such widespread bipartisan support. Well, when I think of public lands, I think of our national parks, but it's so much more than that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what everyone thinks of uh, public lands. You know, I, I came from Georgia, uh, which is where actually where I'm sitting right now. And, um, you know, I, I had no concept of federal public lands as a kid growing up. And then I moved out west uh, when, in my 20s and was kind of introduced to the scale and the concept of public lands, you know, cap, capital P, capital L. And, um, you know, uh, that was just something that really astounded me was to find out that not only it's the, is it the national parks, but it's, you know, Bureau of Land Management land, it's uh, national forests, it's, um, which are not national parks, which I was very confused about, you know, as a kid. Um, it's fish and wildlife land, it's 640 million acres of land here in the United States that belongs to all of us. Well, you can understand developers drooling at, at that untouched uh, land for them to, to uh, exploit and then, uh, you know, move on to the next parcel. Uh, but I'm, you know, born and raised in Las Vegas, you know, I'm a Nevadan and right. Nevada is 80, 85% federal land. And when land becomes available, you know, it's auctioned off for a fortune around here by an act of Congress, no less. Right. And I always thought federal possession was wrong. You know, I come from a conservative family, even though I'm the liberal black sheep of the family. And I always thought, <laughs> right. you know, give us back our land, you know, but right. now right. after watching public trust, they are actually the gatekeepers of keeping our land from, I mean, they, the mining industry alone around here is huge. We're the silver state. And w watching your documentary, when they transfer land to states, they have no budget to maintain them, especially Nevada. We can't maintain, you know, this huge state. Uh, but they put it up for auction. So the developers have all these tricks and loopholes um, that are just, uh, just underhanded. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, when, it's, when it comes to land transfer specifically, you know, it's something that seems like on its face, like a very benign kind of idea. You're like, well, of course, you know, they can transfer it to the states. They'll take care of it. It doesn't matter who's taking care of it as long as someone is taking care of it. Well, many states, and I think Nevada is no exception. I, don't, I, I would have to look this up, actually. But many states uh, in, their con in their state constitution say that they have to... Um, optimize revenue on their public lands. And so if best case scenario is that these places, these BLM lands you can go to, go to now for free in Nevada, you would have to pay access fees and it would be as high as the market could bear. Uh, that's optimizing revenue right there. That's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario is optimizing revenue is more than likely deemed to, to uh, mean auctioning them off. And anytime there was a fire, anytime there was some kind of disaster, anything that took a lot of money to help manage public lands, those, those funds would go on the auction. Those, those lands would go on the auction block immediately because the state simply doesn't have the infrastructure in place to actually manage all these lands as well. I've seen county commission meetings here in Nevada, in Las Vegas, and uh, city council meetings where people want to donate land for just a public park. And the councilmen say, look, we don't have the money to maintain that. Even if you give us the land, we can't create a park because we don't have the budget or the manpower to do it. And I was astonished in your documentary that uh, mining alone, 161,000 abandoned mines and a $50 billion cleanup. You know, there's on a state-by-state -state basis, there's different loopholes in each state. Like, for example, in Colorado, and this might be in Utah as well, I know that you can have your mine declared a historical site and then you don't have to clean it up and then it's the taxpayers burden and i know that's happened uh on mines as, as late as you know in the 1970s we're still getting having productive mines out there and so there's just infinite amounts amount of ways that companies can 
use these loopholes. And sometimes these loopholes are designed by politicians for companies to actually, you know, extract as much as they can out of, uh, out of the land and then leave it the way it is. And then the, the taxpayers have to foot the bill of the cleanup. Well, you think, you know, I always thought watching the documentary, uh, is there some sort of compromise? I mean, give them one or 2% of Anwar for that drilling lot, but then you see how they come in and rape these lands and not restore them. You can't trust them whatsoever. And you were right. showing just all these dead areas around the country where they've, they just picked up and left almost immediately. And also the plight of Native Americans getting screwed again. I had no idea they were systematically stealing their land for, uh, for energy purposes. And it's heartbreaking. And I love uh, Angela Baca. He's a Navajo filmmaker. Uh, just, just an amazing inspiration. My roommate's Navajo. He's got family on the reservation and everything. And, oh, and wow. uh, he yeah. says, I have no idea this was going on. Yeah, it's quite nuts. You know, to speak to your earlier point, they, they, you know, they will devastate these landscapes. And I'm not saying that all extraction is bad. You know, of course we need, you know, to put fuel in our cars. Hopefully we can move away from that kind of energy and stuff like that. But, you know, we've been sold this bill. We've said natural gas is our bridge, um, you know, our, our, our bridge fuel to get us to green energy. And, you know, we, it, this bridge is now 30 years long. You know, when in the fossil fuel companies have fought it every step of the way, you know, so where, where do we where do we stop that? Where do we put our foot down and say, you know what? No, no more. This is our land. This is enough. You know, and like, and like in the documentary, you said that, you know, if you let these energy companies come into our public lands, you're talking the infrastructure for that company and that land for the next 50 to 60 years. How is that turning green if you're going to take the next half century and build the infrastructure for fossil fuels? Exactly. And, you know, these companies aren't going, they might say, oh, this is for a short term project or whatever, we're going to be low impact. But oil companies are there to make money and they're not going to build that vast amount of infrastructure unless they think they can get oil out of it and make profits over the long term, which is, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. And the blatant racism that's just displayed with these lands, uh, Don Young, they are not the people you know, the, I mean, saying Native Americans are not the people. It's right. just unbelievable that he would get up there with a straight face and say that. And, and also, I, Bears, uh, Bear, Bears Ears, Utah and Anwar, Alaska, President Obama signed the protection for those federal lands at the very last moment of his presidency. And then Trump comes in with his administration. He fills the swamp with his cronies and the, the lightning speed that they have reversed everything. And not only that, but started to advance their uh, agenda is just mind boggling. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of ways that people got things done like that early on in the Trump administration was particularly to go to them, to him and say, hey, this is what Obama did. Let's reverse it. You know, and that was really a driver of a lot of his policies, which is really sad because they, they, these weren't well thought out decisions. These were decisions made by people who are already in the pocket of oil and gas companies who just went to a president who's easily manipulated and not very intelligent and then decides to, you know, irreparably harm like the landscape that belongs to all of us well you know you did a bait and switch in your documentary like halfway through i'm so depressed all of a sudden president obama signs it i'm like oh my god things are getting better chaffetz got yelled down you know the people rose up in utah and all over this country and then you just you just like darth vader showing up you know <laughs> up, you had the music and the black hawk helicopters and and uh, it was just zinky showed up i was just like you know so you really just you know punch in the face because after oh, yeah. everything these guys worked for all the native americans and all these cons conservation groups it's just like we're back at square one 
but it's also we're a couple steps backward because they're advancing their agenda so fast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, that was, that was intentional, <laughs> you know, some, some emo emotional manipulation uh, provide some up and downs in, in terms of the film. Um, you know, and, and, and actually that's how it played out in real life as well. You know, there wasn't much, you know, life mimics art in this, in this case, I think. Well, one of the most popular television shows on TV, the biggest show on television right now is called Yellowstone with uh, Kevin Costner. Right. And uh, in your documentary, you, you show how the ranchers are kind of the keepers of the public lands because they couldn't conduct their business if they had to pay market prices. So they get incredible prices for grazing. And, and so they, they protect the land, they preserve it. And that's the theme kind of in Yellowstone. Kevin Costner has this legacy. It's privately owned, but you, he's a rancher for uh, over a century, keeping the tradition. And you have developers coming in wanting to buy his, uh, um, his ranch or take it by, you know, that's the plot of the series. Uh, right. to, to exploit it, to make an airport, to make, to build, make jobs and bring the economy. So there's that the show is constantly fighting. The main theme is, you know, about preservation a way of life and also exactly what the developers are trying to do. So I'm just saying that that's, you know, um, Taylor Sheridan made that topic, you know, and all of it to put, he put it into a television series. So it's out there just to get to shake people and go, you know, this is really happening. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you know, it's happening. Like I said, it's happening in plain sight. A lot of people kind of put, you know, put us into this false bi binary choice that's, you know, it's, it's jobs versus preservation. And in fact, you know, preservation and keeping these lands as functioning ecosystems and places that people actually want to go provides many, many more jobs to people like you and me who can go out and then enjoy, enjoy those lands as well in terms of, you know, outfitting, fly fishing, you know, the, the entire outdoor industry, um, you know, is, is supported by America's public lands. And that's something like, it's a gazillion dollars. I don't, I don't know how much it is off, off the top of my head. There's a headwater economics, go there. <laughs> it can, it can lay you out on all well, that stuff. I saw it firsthand. I, I went to Yellowstone, West Yellowstone over Labor Day for a week, a, a film critic buddy of mine. I went with him and his family They have a cabin up there. And being a Las Vegas desert dweller, I was just overwhelmed by Yellowstone. And we went in saw with Faithful and all and to think that watching the documentary that there's mining going on or gold mining, they're exploiting the lands them because there are such vast amounts of untouched land. It's ridiculous. And the, you just feel the nature when you go to something like that. And to think that is threatened, that future generations will have to pay just to go camping or, I mean, other than national parks where it's, it's a matter of maintenance, but just right. to have it in, in private hands. So, and I love in your documentary how you have that reporter kind of like our tour guide through everything because then he makes it, personal. He can talk to us directly and say, here's what they're doing. Yeah. In a lot of ways, this, um, you know, that's Hal Herring. He's fantastic. I think he was called by Outside Magazine. I always butcher this quote, but I, I quote it the way I wanted it to be. But he's our redneck, our redneck Virgil, who takes us through the, uh, through the, the plot of, 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 you know, public trust to, to, to really connect all these places. Um, and then through his journey, we, we kind of learn about all these places. And then in, in these specific geographies, the people could speak for themselves which was important to us as well. But we needed, a, we needed a way to connect all these things, you know, cause they are all connected. They're all one thing, but it's so, they're so vastly different with different, uh, you know, issues, different conflicts and like literally infinite, you know, amounts of data. So we had to funnel that somehow into, into a structure that would make a film and, and how, you know, having lived on public lands, having formed his entire life around public lands, not only, living there, getting his food from public lands, but also like, uh, you know, centering his career about writing about public lands really kind of fit that bill to do that uh, quite nicely. And finally today, 
uh, any trouble or intimidation in making this documentary? I mean, this is explosive stuff. I mean, there's some big special interests out there. Not that your brake lines are being cut or anything like that, but right, right. You know, but I mean, has there, has there been any pushback or, you know, either from, you know, from ordinary citizens or special interest groups or just saying, hey, you know, stop digging or you're talking a lot of money and a lot of power that's uh, changing hands here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's, I always have a moment of trepidation whenever I come out with a film, you know, um, there's a bit of vulnerability, not, not just in terms of who you're actually, you know, speaking truth to, but also in terms of just putting something out there that you put a lot of effort into. Um, in this one, you know, there, there will be attacks on this film. Um, you know, that's fine. Uh, there are a lot of people whose interests are attacked by this film, uh, quite frankly. Those are people who are, who are already uh, fantastically wealthy and want to have our public lands exploited for their benefit to become even more wealthy. And so those people are going to definitely, you know, at least call us liars, um, which we're not, you know, but, you know, there's an old saying uh, that anything that can be destroyed by the truth should be destroyed by the truth. And I absolutely believe that in terms of this film. And finally, do you have any call to action? If somebody's watching your documentary and they want to do something, what can they do? Well, um, there's, a, there's several things you could do. There's, there's groups that are in our film. Uh, you can donate to them. Uh, they're fantastic. You can watch the film for free on this Friday on YouTube. Uh, it's free to everyone, which I think is, uh, you know, a really damn great way to, to show a public lands film. Um, and then you can, you can vote, you know, you in, and if you, even if you're a conservative, like, public lands have bipartisan support. They are counting on you to remain ignorant of the fact that our public lands exist and that they are in danger. You know, you can hold your, 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 you know, Republican congressman to, to account for that. You could say, listen, you know, I'm not going to vote for you if you, if you don't care about public lands, because we need to take public lands off the table. That's the point of this film. Not that the liberals have it right or that the, the conservatives are, are evil, is that public lands do not deserve to be in this arena of, public, of, of political football because they belong to all of us. And it's something that is deeply intrinsic to us as human beings and as Americans as well. David, explosive documentary, informative. Uh, it's, it's, it's an alarm bell for all Americans. And I appreciate you talking to me today. And We'll talk again soon. Come out to Vegas and visit me. We'll, uh, we'll figure out where we can start saving bits of Nevada. Absolutely. I'm into it. Thank you so much for having me on to this. You bet. Take care. Take care.